Hey everybody, welcome to this special edition episode of the Running Rogue Podcast. This is Chris coming at you from Austin, Texas with this New York City Marathon preview show and it'll be relatively short and sweet today. I'm excited to talk about the races coming up on Sunday, break it all down for you so that you know what to expect and what to watch out for. I happened to be in New York for a couple days this week, first on Wednesday night where I was able to run with and then give a little pep talk to our New York City-based training group that is gearing up for the New York City Marathon. So it was exciting to be with them on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, I got to go to a little bit of the elite press conferences before I had to go catch a flight back to Austin so that I could trick-or-treat with my kids on Thursday night, Halloween night. So I got to see a little bit of the interviews for Lalisa DeCisa as well as Mary Kate Tani and a handful of others, but then unfortunately had to leave a little bit early, so missed some of the Americans, including Des Linden and Jared Ward and others, but I was able to watch that and catch up on that info via videos online and other things, so got the info that I needed, so let's let's talk about New York. Of course, we'll give you all the things to look out for, including my predictions about how the race will play out. Just to get you started, though, let's talk about some context for the race itself. This is the 49th running of the New York City Marathon. Last year in New York, they had the most ever finishers in the race with over 52,000 runners crossing that finish line. And again, that was the most ever in this 49th year. I assume they're trying to one-up that at least a little bit going into the 50th anniversary, which will be next year. As a reminder, the elite women will start at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. The elite men, as well as the first wave of the the runners, will start at 9.40 Eastern. ESPN coverage, which is the major network in the U.S., covering the, the marathon will start at 9 a.m. Eastern and will we'll continue to 12 a.m. Eastern. So... Those are your basics on how to tune in. Looks like we've got a pretty good group calling the race. Tim Hutchins, John Anderson, and Shalane Flanagan will be in the main booth, and then they'll have Paula Radcliffe on the press bus watching the men's race or the press truck, and then Carrie Tollefson will be on the press truck watching the women's race. And so those are your five analyst to watch at least on ESPN the weather right now is shaking up to be absolute perfection as it looks to be about 45 degrees Fahrenheit at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sunday in New York with a very light northwesterly breeze of five to seven miles an hour the race will warm into the low 50s by the time runners finish but will be 51, 52, 53 max as the high for the day before it begins to taper back down into the 40s late in the day. So the weather conditions will be perfect with low wind, which means that the day will be right for potential course records. And we've got $100,000 on the line for those who finish first with an additional 50000 on the line if someone can break the course record as well. So as much as 150 k could go to the winner on a good day. So, pretty exciting stuff. 
as we think about what's coming on Sunday. So I want to dive into the fields and we'll start with the win- sorry, the men's race and we'll kind of break that down, talk about who I think will win this one and then what to look for perhaps as far as first Americans. This race on the men's side features the top four men from last year as we had Lalisa DeCisa. He's the defending champ. He'll be back this year. He's returning again after getting second in Boston earlier this year and then winning the world champs just a month ago. So he has clearly been on form. But the question is, can he recover from that effort a month ago in Doha? We have Shura Katada, his teammate, trains under the same coach who finished only two seconds behind him last year in second and who finished second in London in 2018 and has been running well of late. Also has wins in Frankfurt, Rome, and Istanbul. And then you have Jeff Joffrey Kamroror, who won in 2017 and who led the way really until they entered the park Central Park last year and then was ultimately overtaken by DeCisa and Katata at the end as Kamroror faded late but he's been on form this year having set the world record in the half marathon in Copenhagen earlier this year running 58.01 there and of course has a couple of world cross titles has a couple of world half marathon titles has won New York, as we already mentioned, so it's going to be positioned well for this one. Then you have Tamarat Tola, who finished fourth last year in New York, who has won Dubai in 2017, has a 204.06 PR, so incredibly fast, and who was slated to run the world champs, but ended up being a did not start in that race, and so was a non-factor obviously there so the question is can he come back this year in new york and make an impact last year he finished in 208 actually about two minutes back of third place camaroer so he was well out of the mix of those top three but clearly has the resume to potentially make some noise in this one so we will see those are your top four and I think the major players to contend for a podium. Then on the, the American side, you have Jared Ward, who just ran 209 in Boston this year, and then, of course, ran last year in New York and finished as the top American, finishing in sixth place, running a 212. So knows this course and is showing up on this day, knowing that the trials are coming in February because, as he has said, he believes he's in top form and also because you can't pass up a payday like New York can provide. And as a man who has four kids, he has to be pragmatic about that. So he's probably your top American. We have a few others, including Abdi Abnurakman, who has finished five times in the top 10 at New York, was but, but was a DNF last year in this race. And then athletes like Tyler Pennell, who's run a 213, was the 2014 U.S. Marathon champ, has finished fourth in Boston, although that was in 2018 in the crazy weather year. And Tyler was also fifth at the trials in 2016. And so he's been in and around 
the top part of races, but has has struggled of late with injury, really being on top of his game, and so is hoping to have a big breakthrough here in New York to kind of bounce back in advance of the trials in February. Those are the key players in your men's race. You've got Albert Career and Steven Sambu and a few others who might be in the mix, especially early. But I think your 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 top contenders for the podium would include Tola, Kamroar, Kitada, DeSisa, as well as I think Jared Ward potentially has a chance to sneak on that podium depending on what happens with those top four athletes. So what do we think will happen? How will this thing play out and break down? You might remember last year, Shura Katata was the aggressor early on in the race and really throughout the race as he would put in surge after surge and it was hard to tell whether he was doing that intentionally for his own benefit or potentially trying to benefit his teammate, Lalisa DeSisa, who would go on to win. Interestingly, his coach, Haji Adilo, told told Let's Run that they would be, he and DeSisa, his teammate, would be going for a course record, which was set in 2011 by Jeffrey Mutai in 205.06. And, and at the same time, Adilo said that Katata ran, quote-unquote, confused last year as he was kind of making errant surges and the coach acknowledged that that may not have been his best strategy. So will Katata, quote-unquote, run confused again or will he actually have a more cohesive strategy? That's one question. Another question is, in what shape is Lalisa DeSisa after running his race in Doha and winning the world champs just a month ago. I got to listen to the early part of his his press conference where he was asked simply, you know, how well are you recovering? What do you expect on Sunday? And his response back to that reporter was started with, the marathon is not easy, my friend. And then he went on went on to say that he would try his best on Sunday and it seemed to acknowledge he seemed to acknowledge that hey it's hard to recover from a marathon I don't think he knows what to expect from himself on Sunday at least that was my impression listening to him talk because of that recovery and that bounce back period but as he said he was going to try his best give his all and for me that then perhaps begs the question will DeCisa potentially be the aggressor this year trying to help Katata in any way that he can as in some ways Katana kind of helped him out last year. So that's a question. You know, another question here is what will we get from Joffrey Kamrawar? Is he on form? And again, it seems to be as he's had a strong year. And of course he has the history of winning New York two years ago and seems to be on form coming into this race. I think last year he was a little bit impatient maybe made his move a little bit too soon and then ultimately faded as DeCisa and Katata came back on him. So will he wait longer this year? Will he be more patient? I think that is a question that we'll have to see. And my suspicion tells me that he will be, that he'll probably try to wait as long as possible and then make a definitive move as late as possible. 
this time around. Then again, Tamara Tola, the fourth place finisher last year. What will we get from him? Will he potentially be more aggressive this year, try to keep things closer so that he can have a better chance? And among those four, will we see a world a, a course record go down given that the conditions are absolutely perfect for it? Last year, DeCisa was able to run 205.59 off of a relatively conservative start, running a pretty solid negative split. And again, the course record is 205.06, so DeCisa was just off of that. And you'll have DeCisa, Katata, and Kamroor all wearing the next percents, at least we believe so, since they're all Nike athletes. Tamaratola is an Adidas athlete, so he might be one that is disadvantaged in this case. But with the perfect weather, with the next percents, and with potentially an opportunity to have an aggressive race plan, will we see that course record go down? I think on the men's side, it's more of a question. We'll talk about the women's side, but I think that's probably a safer bet on the women's side. So... What are my predictions for this race? I think, personally, that Jeffrey Kamroor will come back and win this one after taking a year off and previously winning in 2017. And I think the the race will start slow, as you would expect, at some point pick up and probably get down to these four athletes vying for the the title over the final... 10k or so but I think Cabrera will be patient this time around I think he'll wait till the last opportunity to make a definitive move and I think he'll beat Cabrera in this uh, sorry he'll beat Katata in this race at the end so I'm going to go Cabrera first Katata in second again after finishing second last year I don't know what we're going to get from Decisa but I think that turnaround's a little bit too quick for him so I'm going to go with Tola in third. So one Kamroor, two Katata, Tamara Tola in third, two Ethiopians, and one Kenyan there. Rounding out the top three. And I'm going to pick Jared Ward for fourth place on this day as I think he's on form. I think he has a better opportunity to run fast. He has said his Sockety prototypes are in his mind something that he thinks is a little bit closer to what Nike's providing so you've got he has got an additional edge there and and I think we'll see him be slightly more aggressive overall given his 209 at Boston because he now has the belief that he can run perhaps with these other four athletes so I'm going again one Kamar two Katata three Tola for Ward, I'm going to pick DeCisa as a potential DNF or as somebody who might fade to fifth or sixth to to finish, get his his finisher's bonus as the defending champion, which you would have to imagine has an, a decent amount of money associated with it. But I think he'll end up fading late and could potentially, I think we could, could potentially see DeCisa be a little bit of a pacemaker for Katata to try to go after that course record and and help him out for as long as he can so that's my prediction on the men's side 
I think that one's a little bit more straightforward, at least for the top three. And the big question there is what are we really getting from DeCisa? Now let's turn to the women's race. And we've got, of course, defending champion Mary Kitani back here. She's trying to win her fifth title in six years. She won three in a row previously. Then Shalane got her in 2017. Then she came back and won in 2018 by three minutes and 14 seconds in just dominating fashion, uh, taking taking charge of that race, starting about the Queensboro Bridge, about mile 15, 16, heading into First Avenue and just absolutely obliterating the field from there in. In this race, you've got really two women that are sort of the class of the field, Mary Kitani, as I mentioned, defending champ, and then Rudy Aga, who is a 218 marathoner, who actually also trains with the same coach as Katata and DeCisa. And Rudy Aga finished first in Tokyo and so has won a major. She finished first in Tokyo in 2019, so she's won a major. And then she's finished second several times, including Berlin in 2018, where she got her PR. She's also finished second at Tokyo in 2018 and then second in Berlin in 2017. So she's been near the top of the podiums and has the the speed and the PR credentials to potentially compete for the win should Kitani falter. So so that's your second kind of key player. Also at the top in terms of the East Africans, you're going to have Bouje Dereba, Ethiopian athlete. She won Houston earlier this year in a 228, but she's a 106 half marathoner. So even though her PR is well off of that of Kitani and Aga. She's got the half marathon credentials to potentially hang with those athletes for a while. Then we've got Nancy Kiprop, who's a 2.22 marathoner. She finished first in Vienna earlier this year and I think will be in the mix at least for some portion of this race. And then you have the other key player from the East Africans, Joycelyn Chipkoskai, who is making her marathon debut, but she is the half marathon world record holder. She ran that race in 2017, so it's been a couple of years when, where she ran a 104.51, but she did win the New York City half earlier this year, running a 110 in March to at least contend on some similar terrain that she'll face this weekend. And so what will we get from Joycelyn Chipkowski on her in her debut? Those are, that is one of the questions here. But those five East African ladies are going to certainly be in the mix for a while. And then you have some key Americans, obviously, that will be in the mix as well. And this this American field's a little bit deeper on the women's side than on the men's. You've got Sarah Hall, who's bouncing back from Berlin, who just ran 222 there. You've got Kellen Taylor from NAZ Elite, who's a 2.24 marathoner. She won Grandma's in 2018, where she set her PR, and she's won New York before, where she finished 8th in 2017. Sorry, she's run New York before, where she finished 8th in 2017. Then, of course, you've got Desiree Linden, the consummate veteran who won Boston in 2018 and finished 6th at New York last year as the third American in that field behind Shalane and Molly Huddle. And then you've got Ali, Ali Kiefer as well lining up 
who has finished fifth and seventh at the last two New York's races, and then Alphine Tuliamuk from NAZ Elite, Kellen Taylor's teammate, who has run a 226, who has finished third at Rotterdam, but has been bouncing back from injury this year. And at least her coach says might not be in the same shape as Kellen Taylor, but is not too far behind. So you've got five potential Americans in addition to those five East Africans that could be making a name for themselves coming this Sunday. How is this one going to play out? And will you see a course record on Sunday? I think this one's probably a little bit more straightforward to call. I think you're going to have Mary Keitani win this race. I think she'll win it in course record fashion. She was asked about that, and I got to see her response on Thursday. She was asked by Jonathan Galt from Let's Run if she would be going after the the course record, and she was pretty coy about it. She didn't she didn't answer directly. She said, "Look, I'm 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 racing for the win, but there's other strong women out there, and I won't be talking about course records today." But again, she seemed a little bit coy about that, and I think given the weather given that this field seems you know pretty ripe for her to take strong advantage with only one other sub 220 athlete in the mix i think you're going to see Keitani make a move even earlier this year last year she waited till just after the halfway point right right around the queensboro bridge but actually that was really initiated by daska the ethiopian athlete last year and then Kitani just kind of took advantage and then took off from there but I think you're going to see her make a move a little bit sooner this year I think within the first 10 miles you'll see Kitani go off the front maybe Aga goes with her but at some point I think she'll fade as well and Kitani will have another long run to the finish by herself last year she was just a little bit slower than course record pace she finished 222 48 after going out in a really slow first half and the course record is 222.31 from 2003 I think she's going to get that handily this time she'll be running in a new Adidas shoe called the Adazero Pro that apparently has a carbon fiber plate in it and is it seems to be Adidas's answers to the Vaporfly so we'll see if that will give her some assistance and so I think you're going to see Keitani win this from pretty far out, and I think she'll win it in course record fashion, getting that 50K bonus for the course record. So I'm going to go with her for first. I'm going to pick Ruti Aga for second because she seems to be strong and consistent. I don't think she's got the same skills that Keitani has, but she's shown solid consistency in majors finishing either first and second in each of her last four majors. And I think you'll see her potentially match Kitani's early pace, but not be able to hold on, but still hold on for second. And then the question is, who is going to get third place in this one? And, uh, you know, the answer is I'm not sure. I think you could potentially see an American like Kellen Taylor, like Des Linden, sneak into that third spot but I'm actually going to pick a Kenyan athlete and I'm going to go with Nancy Kiprop for third in this one 
uh, off of that win at Vienna, having run 222, having a solid PR, I think you're going to see her potentially sneak into that third spot. But I do think it will be that third spot wide open. I think you could easily see Jepkoski slide in there, Dariba, or Kellen Taylor, Des Linden, Sarah Hall. I think any of those athletes could vie for that third spot. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out, especially depending on how Keitani makes, how and when Keitani makes her move. Because if she goes early and, say, somebody like Aga goes with her, then you're going to have a second pack that will form and potentially stay together for a little while of athletes that have all kind of run a little bit more similar PRs. And that's going to make for some really exciting racing potentially out of that second pack for that third spot. And I think it could be wide open. I'm going to, again, pick Kiprop, but I think it could easily be an American sliding into that third spot and grabbing a podium spot. I would love to see Kellen Taylor get there personally because I'm a huge fan of the NAC Elite crew. Kellen's been kind of up and down over the last couple of years, but says she's you know, on form and has had one of her best cycles ever. And I think if I were to pick an American who might slide into that third spot or somebody who would be the first American, it would be Kellen Taylor based on what I've read and seen. If it, if Sarah Hall hadn't run at Berlin, then I might pick her. But I think it's going to be harder for her than she thinks bouncing back from that marathon. And Des Linden, I would love to pick here, but I just... I'm concerned that this New York race sets up well for for her strengths. I think, and and you know this race though I'm, I must say could play out better for Desi if there's some some action early and maybe somebody like a Kiprop goes with Ketani or or Chepkowski goes with Ketani. If that happens, you could have a pack of say four or five East Africans that go strong. And then that might allow somebody like Daz, who tends to run strong and a little bit more conservatively, that that might allow her to pick off some pieces from that hot early pace. And so if if the race plays out that way, I think it could potentially be to the advantage of Daz or somebody like Helen Taylor or even Alphine Tulliamuk to snag some of that shrapnel off of a hot early pace. So it'll be really interesting as you watch to see who matches Keitani and see how that plays out. Because I think if Keitani does make an early move, it'll be to the advantage of the Americans for as many East Africans to go with her as possible so that they might eventually fade off of a hot early pace, giving opportunity to some of these American athletes. Some people might ask about Ali Kiefer. And what we might expect from her, she's been struggling with a hamstring injury. I was able to actually run with her on Monday of this week in Austin before she headed up to New York. And she just she talked about how she was just happy to be at the start line after struggling with a hamstring injury for really four of the last six weeks kind of leading into this race. And so she's not sure what she's going to get from that hamstring on Sunday. And And her thought, at least as we talked about it, was that you know she's going to go to the start you never know what can happen on a start line she's going to go as long as she can with with the main pack and of course i think that main pack may depend on how things play out but she's going to go as long as she can and if she needs to step off 
then she will and she'll just prepare kind of look ahead and prepare for the trials but of course you never know what might happen to you and so she acknowledges that you know things could go better than expected especially on a good weather day and so she's open to the possibilities that she's going to be able to to finish this race as well so we'll just have to see for Allie Kiefer but I think if I if I were betting there then most likely she's probably going to be a a happy and willing DNF so that she can get in a hard long run and then just look ahead to the trials so that is what I would expect from her on Sunday so there you go my top three again Ketani Rutiaga in second Nancy Kiprock Kiprop for third but let's hope maybe that an American can sneak in, sneak in there either Kellen Taylor maybe Des Linden that will be rooting for for sure so that that's it pretty short and sweet preview from me you've got my predictions one thing I did want to note before I wrap up and of course remind you to, to check it out all out on ESPN starting at 9 a.m. Eastern is that apparently this year and I'm not sure the technology behind this there will be mile by mile tracking for every single runner running on Sunday and so if you have if you have friends if you have family heading up to run New York you're going to be able to track their pace mile by mile which is pretty cool and I think some races have had that before it's been sort of interpreted interpolated data versus actual data so I'm not sure how they're pulling this off but it's going to be good for those tracking to get that mile by mile update on their their runners the runners that they're tracking and we've got a host of rogues out coming coming out not just from Austin but we've got some from Dallas as well as of course the group I mentioned that's training in New York that I was with this past Wednesday so personally I'll be watching I will not be commentating this year but I'll be watching and cheering on not only these runners at the front but also the rogues throughout the field and wish everybody out there good luck on Sunday if you're racing and of course if you're not racing tune in on ESPN or wherever you can watch in your country if you're watching and I will of course give you a proper recap with of all the action afterwards but again good luck to everybody out there on Sunday looks to be a perfect day so that's it short and sweet again for this New York City preview hope you enjoyed it and as always you can check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Instagram Twitter or Facebook at Rogue Running until next time we will talk to you soon